The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Once more, the degenerates are in your ears at one leg at a time from Pride to Detroit. From the Pride of Detroit POD cast, I am Chris Perfett, the adequate host. At Chris Perfett on Twitter, he is Ryan Matthews, the rock god, at Ryan underscore POD. Once again, we are back here. This is our second attempt. Good reviews pouring in for one leg at a time. Our gambling offering, because everyone has to have a gambling element now in the world of podcasting, Ryan. There's just too much money flying around. There's too much interest. Sports... Like it's as it's as our old friend uh, Keith Olbermann, who's not my friend, would say, if you can't bet on it and you can't drink to it, there, there'd be more fans out in the field than there would be in the stands. Wow, that is uh, prophetic. And I love it. And I it's think profound. that I want. Yeah, I, th- I think I want that engraved on my forehead. Um, that's awesome. What yeah, words I to think- live by? It's it's incredible words to live by. I think he was talking about soccer at the time, but who cares? We're talking about the other football, the other white meat. We're, we're, we're talking about the other other football because we're talking about preseason football first, right? Well, uh, real quick, I think we need to uh, oh, issue yeah. a retraction on one particular team. We did our NFC teams uh, over unders, and we're going to very quickly get to AFC uh, after a quick pay on about gambling on the preseason. But... Um, I might have bet. I might have said you should like. I like the idea of Giants over seven wins last week. I may have I said think the I, same thing. We need to strongly retract that, considering half the team is quitting, and the entire team is brawling. So the entire I, team I, is brawling. Jason Garrett's having having a power trip, and people would rather quit football than play for Joe Judge. Yeah, so I'm gonna as Chris is doing, retract everything I said about the Giants and just go the other way. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to go the other way. I'm just going to lay off the bet altogether until I figure out what exactly is going on in New York. Yeah, I, it, it seems like we've already experienced what's going on in New York, Chris. We lived through it for the past three years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Former uh, little Patriot way for for the for the Big Apple. That's the Big Apple, baby. I also don't know what we were saying about the Vikings, but you should probably lay off that until we can figure out if Kirk Cousins is going to literally play in a phone booth or not. 
I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> I think we both had the under, though. We both had the under on nine wins there. Yeah, we did. We did for sure. Even though The Athletic put out an article that said that they're projecting him to have the number one defense in the NFL after giving up the fourth most points in the NFL a year ago. I don't know if Danelle Hunter makes that big of a difference. I think it was just they were pretty banged up last year, too. But I also think that, I don't know, I I feel like we're kind of overreacting a little bit. But that's what we do in the preseason here. I don't know if it. So for the Giants, I that's why I say I'm not betting the under. I'm just keeping an eye on it. Likewise, for the Vikings, I'm being a little tongue in cheek. And I think we also said they're not going to hit nine wins anyway. Yeah. And speaking of the under. Too bad I didn't put way more money on the under last night in the preseason, the Hall of Fame game. Hall of Fame game. Yeah. Yeah. What was the line for that? I missed that. So the line opened up like right around, I think, 35. Uh, For the total, the, point total. Yeah the, yeah, the the total actually opened at 34, and it dipped all the way to 32 and a half. And wow. the number doesn't move like that unless the sharps are moving on it. So public money isn't influencing that line to, the, to that point and to that extent. Mm-hmm. So, like, therein lies the value of betting in the preseason, right, Chris? Well, yes, and... There's this idea that somehow if you're betting in the preseason, you're a filthy degenerate like us. That's not cool. true. You, you can actually make. No, no, <laughs> I, I'm just saying like it may sound degenerate, but there is a lot. There are some market inefficiencies to be to be exploited in the preseason. And I think of no better per, like there, depending on you want to bet on coaches in the preseason. You want to see. Because some coaches don't give an F if they're winning or losing a preseason game. Some do. So you should always look at the records of coaches, both straight up and against the spread. For example, uh, John Gruden, in since 2005, 18-8-2 against the spread. Versus Andy Reid, 29-35-1. Bill Belichick at like a 46% hitting on the spread, obviously. But then you look at, say, you know, Pete Carroll, who's 25, 14, and one. But there is no better example of keep an eye uh, because some coaches really want to like play to win these preseason games, or at least their teams always seem to win, than Baltimore Ravens head coach John Harbaugh. You want to take a get first off, let's just do his straight up record, Ryan, his straight up record since, uh, I don't know, let's say 2005. What do you think it is in the preseason? Oh, geez. Um, well, I just heard what you mentioned Pete Carroll's was. So I'm going to say like 26 or 27 wins. He is 37 and 12. OK, straight up. In fact, since 2014, he has only lost three preseason games. All three oh, of those yeah. losses came in 2015. Undefeated in the preseason of 2014, 16, 17, 18, and 19. We didn't have a preseason last year. Okay, so what we're saying is the signal is on the Baltimore Ravens. You need yes. to be watching them this preseason. Yes. His record against the spread, by the way, just in case you think Vegas has him, has him, uh, has him sharped, he is 33-15-1 against the spread. Almost as good as his, as his straight-up money line record. 33-15, and 15, that, those are some pretty good betting numbers <laughs> to <Yeah>. go with. 
<laughs> it's getting yeah. a lot of attention this year, so I think some of the value might eventually stop being might there. Diminish, but there yeah. But there's a reason why books don't have a low uh what what's the term I'm looking for? They have a low uh a value they have a low cap on how much you can bet on a preseason game because they just don't know like Again, we talked about FUD last year, last week, fear, uncertainty, doubt. They just don't know what's going down with some of these preseason mm-hmm. games. So do your research, find your market inefficiencies. It's not crazy, nor is it degenerate to bet on the preseason. There is some good ways to, depending on which coach or which team you're betting on, depending on how desperate some of these guys are, depending on the key numbers, you stand, you stand to exploit. Oh yeah, just gotta dig in, dig into those numbers a little bit, and you, you'll find some interesting little nuggets. Pump the numbers up; those are rookie numbers. Do yourself some favors. Believe in John Harbaugh. It, at least there's one Harbaugh that you can believe in. One. Um, <laughs> Speaking of the Baltimore Ravens, I feel like that's a great way to jump into the uh, AFC divisional breakdown, as we're going to yeah. do win totals for everyone. So let's, let's talk about it. the. Let's talk about those Ravens who are at 11 and 0, uh, set uh, over under 11 wins. Seems a little high, right? Seems a little high for a Baltimore Ravens team that plays in an, an absolutely stacked AFC North, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with the Browns, with the Steelers. They went 11 and 5 a year ago. Do you think, Chris, that this team added another win? No, I don't think they added. I. I I don't think they added another win. They definitely got, you know, in the draft, the big news being Lamar Jackson gets a new weapon, but it's just kind of the same Ravens teams we've kind of come to expect uh, this yeah. year. Yeah, to your point, Rashad Bateman is getting rave reviews in training camp. So that, that's a big weapon, I think, for Lamar Jackson to to see his passing, maybe get back to his MVP level. Yeah, obviously, I'm not exactly, if you listen to our quarterback list cast, I'm a little more down on uh, on Lamar Jackson but I mean this is still probably our I mean it's the Ravens man they always have a good defense they always have stout linebackers they always seem to just really be around but it's a tough division as you say and once again we have to point out the numbers moving up we're moving to 17 17 games yeah yeah and as you mentioned I think that their value lies in their defense and who knows what it's going to look like after losing Matt Judon, after losing, you know, Yannick and Gakwe, they got to replace some of those players, but the Ravens just seem like that team that always replaced players, but I'm going to take the under here, Chris. Yeah, I think 11 is high. Um, since we're talking about that, it's kind of the same team as always. I did look this up. Jamison Hensley, who's the ESPN writer. I know he analyzed the defensive units, of the of the Ravens and think most of them have either stayed the same or gotten worse. Um, they did lose their best outside linebacker in uh, Matt Judon, like you. Um, and I think that if you're expecting, like I, I, I just ha- still have questions about Lamar Jackson. I think the more it goes on, the more we have. I have questions about, like he had an MVP season, but. I, he needs to show me with this weapon that it's going to be good. But again, 11 is just high for, as you say, a very stacked division. Yeah, for sure. So um, they're actually with the Ravens have the highest over under set for, for win totals in the AFC North, but just behind them 
the Cleveland Browns at 10 and a half. Do you believe in the Cleveland Browns? Uh, this seems like a weird one. Let me just put it this way. I would more likely bet the over on Ravens than I would bet the over on the Browns. I think I would be more inclined to. It seems like the Ravens have emerged as everybody's offseason darling with some of the additions that they made. I know they got John Johnson III to play safety, and they brought in Jadavion Clowney to, to put opposite of Miles Garrett. But Jadavion Clowney just hasn't been the player that he he was expected to be coming out of South Carolina. I I mean, he's been good, but he's been injury prone. And I don't know how you can really count on that. I think their defense is getting overrated a bit. So that's where I see that ten and a half number being too high. Like, I, I just want to take the under. Yeah, look, I think that, you know, we're talking a lot of like this almost feels like season preview. Uh, but at the same time, that's what you're doing with some of these futures is like you have to look at what their full body of work is going to be. And when I do that, I look at volatility. And when it comes down to it, the Browns are just more volatile. Like, I, I don't know how, if Baker Mayfield continues to have the success he has long term into another season, which he didn't really seem to. I don't know. His success is some matter of question to begin with. Ryan, he was very hot and very cold. Now, and I was going to say the epitome of volatility, I think the, the epitome of volatility. And how many times have we seen it where a team, you know, not not going worse to f- first to worst or worse to first. But y- sometimes sometimes teams don't exactly keep taking those upward trajectories. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more common than not, especially with a team like the Browns, who is a fairly unknown commodity. So, yeah, I think I think I'd take the under. This number feels about right as it should. All these numbers should feel about right for everyone. It's just even in a 17 game schedule, it would take the Browns like really railroading through their their schedule. Like, okay, I'm just pulling up their schedule right now. Like, you know, they're going to pull the they're going to play the Chiefs to start the year. They pulled the NFC North. I think they pulled. Do they pull? No, they don't pull the entire NFC West. But, you know, they're going to play the they're going to go on the road to play the Chargers. There's just a lot of they're They don't have a bad. There were some teams we talked about in the NFC that had really rough schedules, really rough schedules. Yeah, I don't know if that's true of the of the AFC North, but. I just they they have a, a buy in December as well. Yeah, I think so, there's so much infighting in the AFC North, Chris. Like, there's yeah. so much infighting you have there at the top. Um, but I here here's the number that I'm shocked with so far about this division. The Steelers at eight and a half. Like you mentioned, a lot of these numbers should feel about right. That number feels about right, but to me, it feels a tad low. I, I'm inclined to take the over here. It depends on what you think. Well, I, I guess there's two things. One, how much do you believe in the health of our friend, Big Ben Roethlisberger? Let me scratch that. He's no friend of mine. But and then also, as this team starts to slowly devolve, I feel like for a lot of people, narratively, this is the end of the this is the last ride for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers. A lot of people feel like. Yeah, and they're going to well, open playing. It, they're going to be opening playing the Bills, the Raiders, the Bengals, the Packers. I would say that probably puts them two and two to start the year if we're being you know earnest about it. Which I don't know. I think that I, I think they can at least get to nine wins there. But I, I don't know say, if that's a playoff team. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a playoff team. 
But again, you know, nine and eight isn't going to get you in the playoffs in the AFC, especially in the mm-hmm. AFC North. It's it's not gonna it's not gonna get you a wild card. It's certainly not gonna win you the division, I don't think. And I know this is a team that started really hot last year. I know they were undefeated for so long. They ended up finishing thirteen and three, or they ended up finishing twelve and four. But I'm I I, I think that the regression is being a little overstated. And while this might seem like you said, Chris, their last hurrah, they certainly got a running back that comes from a pedigree of other Alabama running backs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That I think that they can really, if there was a better weapon for Ben Roethlisberger to get in the draft, I don't know who it would have been because you know, Pittsburgh's going to want to just lean on that running game. And I think that they got a running back to, to do that with with Najee it's Harris. It's where they so, feel the most comfortable. It's where yeah. they feel the most comfortable is where they have a good running game. So I don't know, though, how much I would, how much stock, again, like this is, I'm not saying betting the under. This is one mm-hmm. of these layoffs for me just because you're asking me to put my faith in a very old Ben Roethlisberger and a very young Najee Harris. Yeah, And the conversation from the from the Hall of Fame game was more about Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph. And why is that the conversation, Ryan? It's because most people, I think, expect one of them to play at some point. Yeah. Ben's just yeah. old. He's old and he's consistently yeah. having. Yeah, he's consistently having injury problems each year. But um, speaking of injury problems, Cincinnati Bengals at six and a half. And yeah. reports out of Cincinnati are not too kind about the progress or the lack thereof that Joe Burrow's made in his comeback from that torn, that torn up knee for me. I feel ago. bad for Joe Burrow. I really I feel do. terrible it's for good. Joe Burrow. I, I, it's, this it's feels like the Cincinnati quarterback. It's Carson I was going to say all over again. I was going to say shades of Carson Palmer, shades of Brown's quarterbacks of yesteryears where you just have this stud who has just mismanaged and given just bailing tape and spit wire for an offensive line. I just, I, We'll make this one quick. I uh, I feel like I want to take the under. I think they're due up for the top of the draft again. Yeah, agreed. Totally. I mean, taking Jamar Chase was a sexy thing, but it doesn't feel like the smart thing when Panay Sewell was staring right yeah, at you. Thank you for not taking Panay Sewell. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, AFC South. Let's move on to that real quick. Um, who who the hell is going to win this division, Brian? Dude, I, I, don't, I don't exactly know. have. I need to pull up the odds for the. Um, uh, division winners, but yeah. I don't think that. Uh, oh boy, man! Oh boy, I don't. This is a division that I just I don't. I I don't like it. So well, by things, the way, by the yeah. way, before we move on from the AFC North, Ravens are the favorite at plus one fifteen, Browns plus one fifty, Steelers plus four fifty, Bengals plus twenty five hundred. We don't need to give a pick on that though. I think, yeah. but. AFC South, to our point, Colts and Titans were both listed at DraftKings at plus 115. Jags at plus 700. Texans plus two, uh, 2200. But I don't know. With the Carson Wentz news, I think that might be off the board. I don't even know what to do about the Colts. I don't know what to do about the Colts at nine and a half. Oh, wait. No, I do. I'm going to slam the under and be a, yeah. petty, a petty asshole about it. Has the line moved at all in terms of their their over under? Because the the Colts win total was originally set at nine and a half, and mm-hmm. not only did they have the Carson Wentz injury, they lost Quentin Nelson too for a few weeks. Like he's got the same foot injury, had surgery. He's going to be out between five and twelve weeks. So you're talking about your starting quarterback, 
your top offensive linemen, both both potentially gone for the beginning of the season. They're they're in some trouble right now. So I'm looking at Vegas Insider right now, and those numbers have moved down to nine. And actually, um, points bet and FanDuel also DraftKings, by the way, has taken them off the board altogether. So is William Hill. Fud. Yep. Fud. Uh, points bet FanDuel, who still has it up eight and a half. I, I still want to take the under because if you're dealing with anything other than Carson Wentz, it's either Jacob Eason or uh, Sam Ellinger from Texas. Or they're giving up picks for Gardner Minshew, which I don't think is going to happen. This was a franchise too proud to give up a first round pick for for Matthew Stafford. Uh, I Hey, we're both in agreement on the Colts. We're, we're going to take I, the under well, there. Here, here's the thing. I'm. Uh, I'm I'm taking under just by being petty. I'm not doing it analytically. You know me. Sometimes I put my rational brain aside and I use my petty brain. And this is me yeah. totally using my petty brain. Rational brain? You're telling me eight and a half? I might still take the over just because. Look, outside of that, they still have a re- they still have a decent team around them. And they 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 won like what? How many games last year without with Philip Rivers? Who I'm sorry, Philip Rivers wasn't throwing well last year. Like they won, they won eleven games of Philip Rivers. Yeah, here, here's where I'm concerned, though, Chris. You, you talk a lot about the schedule. First three games: Seahawks, Rams, Titans. Mm-hmm. And 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 depending on how you feel about the Dolphins, and I, and I know we're going to get into the AFC East a little bit, but then Dolphins, Ravens. So your first five games are quite <laughs> quite treacherous. I'm taking the under. Fair enough. Yeah, I could again. I'm taking the under just out of pettiness. Um, Jaguars. Six and a half. I know they just got Trevor Lawrence. I know everyone's very excited for Urban Meyer. Um, I, I feel like this whole division I want to lay off, but the Jags in particular, I really want to lay off. If you put my feet to the fire, I'd probably take over, but not by much. Actually, I don't even know if I'd take over seven wins. To, am, I, am I really f- spotting them seven wins? They when they only had one last year. I actually you know what? Screw that. Taking the under. Okay. All right. I, I talked myself out of it. I'm talking myself into the Jaguars as finishing second in this division. I think they're going to finish ahead of the Colts. So I'm going to take the over just because I think it's a bad AFC South. You know, they really only have to go up against the Titans, who I think are going to be the winners of this division. Mm-hmm. But then they get to they get to play the Texans twice. So you're telling me that a couple of wins against the Texans, they just need to get five wins outside of that. I'm inclined to just take the over because I, I think Trevor Lawrence is is going to be a good watch. So um, I don't know. You mentioned, you mentioned the Texans. Um, yeah. Four. That's the number. That's it. Under. Yeah, I know all, all teams kind of regressed the mean and everything, and they have Watson back for now, but. I would either like you. You seem confident in the under. I am once again in Fudland and feel like laying off. Although, I mean, we we, we did this. What are we doing? Because we just did this with the Lions last week. Where at four and a half, we're like, yeah, the over seems like a good bet. And we're looking at a situation in the Texans who, I don't know if they're going to be as bad as we say. It really depends on again the antipathy of Deshaun Watson and their weirdo coaching staff, but. Third, is that Deshaun, Deshaun Watson has missed his third practice in a row. Really? And I think while there is a certain level of FUD to all of this, Chris, 
I think that those two teams at the bottom, Detroit and Houston, I think they're on completely different trajectories. I see Houston down, down, down. I see Detroit outperforming four and a half wins. So that's why that's why I'm at where I'm at, because that Texans roster is just really devoid of talent. They no draft picks to use. I mean, it, it's just it's not a good spot to be in and, and without a quarterback. So that's why I'm comfortable yeah. on taking the under at four. You're you're talking me into it. I, I will take the under at four. Yeah, it, it's it's a hard bet. And again, if I was doing real money, I'd probably uh, I'd probably find some more. Again, you don't need to bet everything mm-hmm. unless you're just a weirdo like Ryan. But I don't even think Ryan's betting everything. Um, uh, betting some things. And this is one of the ones that I am betting on. You you the, like this, though. You like this. I like the Titans over nine. Uh, I, I have a buddy who I talked to about this line earlier in the week because he was putting money on uh, alternative odds of Titans mm-hmm. over nine and a half Titans over 10. And then he was talking about putting money on Titans over 10 and a half at like, plus, he, I think he, it was like plus 320 it? odds. Yeah, he's he's all the way in on some of these alternative lines. I had to back him down a little bit because I, I see over nine because I see them winning the division. OK, yeah. So so that's where I'm at with the Titans. But beyond that, like. I, I saw a really interesting set. Ryan Tannehill had 22 turnover worthy plays last year. That was tied for fourth among quarterbacks because he only threw seven interceptions. And, and my buddy was like, dude, I think Tannehill takes care of the ball. Derrick Henry just keeps on running and running and running like the Titans are going to run away with that division. He was like, once I saw Quentin Nelson get hurt, once I saw Carson Wentz get hurt, I, I was all in on them. I'm not as in on them. But like, I definitely see them getting over nine. I I can easily see them finishing 10 and seven, right? Yeah. Once again, they're going to start. I mean, actually, their season to start isn't too bad. Like probably their worst game they have to do is they have to hit that. They they pull the NFC West. So they're early on in the season. They're going to have to host the Cardinals, then go to Seattle uh, third week in the season. We know Seattle's kind of a rough place to play. Uh, They host the Bills. They host the Chiefs. They have to go on the road to play the Rams. They've got a tough schedule. But I think, again, like the Titans have proven that they've got everything they need to deal with it. And they improve their outside. They improve their outside receiving threats, too. Like they have a very diverse offense. And we've talked about this on the POD cast. Diverse offense wins you the day now in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, they didn't just add like any guy. They added Julio freaking Jones. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Taking me over. Yep. I think that's uh, I think I'm there, too. I think, as you say, they win the division. Uh, let's see. Odds on them on the division wins for the South. Titans are plus 115. Again, don't get cute on it. You're choosing between the, the Titans and the Colts. The Jags and Texans have no real, real uh, shot here. So, yeah, Titans plus 115 to win the division. Seems like yeah. an easy bet. It's a little better than even money. I like that a lot. Let's take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll talk about the East and the West. And uh, we'll save. We'll, we'll get the East out of the way first, just because I still think this is a terrible division. But Ryan might disagree with me. So we'll see. When we come back on the Pride, on one, le- I almost said the Pride Detroit POD cast. The Pride Detroit POD cast presenting one leg at a time.
Welcome back to One Leg at a Time as we continue our bigger sized preview podcast looking at the win totals across the across the NFL for your futures bets. Once we get into season, Ryan, these are going to shorten down. We're going to give a lot more like concerted focused bets. But again, this is nice because we're also getting in our full NFL preview on the POD stream as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're definitely going to zero in on kind of like our, our our favorite bets of the week and maybe some things that you should stay away from. And yeah, it'll 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 be a little bit more. Uh, I shouldn't say more focused because we're focused in on a preview. We're, right we're now. dialed we're in right now, but else. it'll be. But we're not we're we are not going to be degenerately gambling on every game like some like some radio hosts I know will like go through every game line by line. And that's brutal. And by the way, it's terrible advice. You should never do that. Yeah, no, there's a reason why you should stay away some from from some games for sure. You you should focus. You should focus your bankroll. You should focus where you want your bets. And if you don't need to bet on a game just because it's listed. Yeah. Speaking of focusing your bankroll, the Buffalo Bills just as we're sitting here out the wazoo for Josh Allen. Finally, six years, two hundred fifty eight million, including a hundred fifty hundred fifty mil guaranteed from Adam Schefter. Uh, Yeah. Wow. Um, Question for you, Chris. Yeah. What's up? How much of that should he bag up and give to Stefan Diggs? (laughs) <laughs> i think i think you, you're buying him at least a couple cars with that yeah i mean you're at least getting him a nice watch and and a ride for sure you're getting him some buffs he wishes but, he could but i i was gonna say like i would i i looked up the price of buffs the other days after most people learn what buffs are from Cade cunningham and um yeah, I'm gonna have to wait until I start winning on some of this money from one leg at a time. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, it, in all earnest, Josh Allen has literally made a living for him and all of his future generations because Stephon Diggs showed up. Because where was this Josh Allen the first two years of his career? I think that's that's yeah, that's the big question, especially as you're looking at the win total for the Bills at eleven straight up, and I think most people expecting them to win that division again, uh, mostly just because I think the rest of the division is just down in the dirt. But what do you do? What, what do you do with that when, you know, yeah, the Bills had a fa- have a fantastic rest of the roster, but obviously the straw that stirred the drink was Josh Allen not being the Josh Allen of old, but being a very new and very exciting Josh Allen that struck gold at the right time and propelled them to 13 wins in a 16-game schedule. Yeah. I, here's what I think their their over under boils down to, Chris. They pulled the AFC South. We just talked about how basura mm-hmm. that division is, and they pulled the NFC South. A lot of winnable games there. Now, I think what it boils down to is, do you think they're going to run roughshod all over the AFC East? If like you the do, Patriots did of old. Yeah, yeah. If you think that's the case, taking the over here is is where you should. But this is one of those things where I I feel inclined to. Take uh, take a little bit of your advice and just stay away from it. Yeah, if I had to bet it, I would take the over, though, because as you say, I, I, I think, think the so schedule, too. yeah, it, the schedule's in their favor. Odds to win the AFC East, the Bills are actually a favorite, minus one fifty. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's worth putting money on them to win. 
No, they are they are a very public team right now. They are not yeah. only a feel good story, but they've ignited an incredibly passionate and insane Western New York fan base. Uh, there's no value. I, I think we're going to learn this in season, but there's not a lot of value to be learned with the Bills at this point. Everyone knows who they are. The schedule works out in their favor. They're just going to start running over people. Um, mm. One of the teams they could run over is the New England Patriots, which would be an amazing, just again, reversal of fortune. I mean, the line bills, for the are, pa- bills are begging or I mean, Patriots fans are are so worried about sucking for their next few years. I'm sure Bills fans would love running some shot and fraud over. Here, here, here's the thing, though. Patriots win total is set at nine and a half. What is the it hell high? does this was that? What the hell does this team show you that is worth nine, uh, ten wins? It seems it seems like a legacy, a legacy number, right? Yeah, it's either that or like you're doing some weird shenanigans with a quarterback. Either you think Cam Newton comes back, stops wearing the funny hats and is Cam Newton of old, or you think that I work for Mac Jones is actually going to take the field this year, which I don't yeah. think he is. I don't think so either. I, th- I think Cam Newton has that job for the foreseeable future. Um, I could see Mac Jones maybe playing towards the end of the year if things go really sideways. But I, I, I'm with you. I, I'm going to I would take the under here. Nine and a half seems 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 quite high for a Patriots team that doesn't really have any receiving weapons. Nikhil Harry wants out. Their offense, Sony Michelle is another player that they're out there, um, you know, tossing around in trade rumors. How are how is this team going to score points? I have no I have no idea. Yeah, they they were 27th in points for last year. At, tw- at about averaging about 20.4. Keep that number in mind as you're betting uh, point totals in games. They pulled the NFC South. So once again, to start October, we're going, we're going to get, hey, look, it's on Sunday Night Football too. Once again, the reunion of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady acting like we didn't just do this crap. And mm. we just have to pretend like this is new and fresh. But yeah, I just, I, I'm taking the under there, man. Like what, what if... I think eventually Belichick can get them back on track, but not this year, man. Like they were so devoid of talent the last few years and they just haven't done enough to really restore it or replenish it. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Belichick is not like the secret in the NFL is that Bill Belichick has not drafted well over the past you know, few years. And it's really just it's taken hold on this roster. Like the, the talent is just not and there. So they're not getting the free agent signings they used to either. Yeah, well, they're spending all their money on tight ends. Jesus, <laughs> it's like Dan Flash's shirts. Except, like, look, this one, this one's got more muscles on him. It means he's more expensive. <laughs> Knock that one off your bingo card. Uh, anyway, uh, sharing that nine and a half though is the Miami Dolphins, which. Uh, no, I'm pounding the under on this one too, Ryan. Um, I don't believe in the Miami Dolphins. I don't. I don't know if I believe in the Miami Dolphins either, Chris. I. I be, and, and here's the thing, because seeing both of these teams, Patriots at nine and a half, Dolphins at nine and a half, I, I immediately go Patriots under. And for some reason, it seems like my brain should track and say, well, then probably Dolphins over, right? Because they'll finish second in the division. I, dude, I don't know about Tua. I'm 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 kind of out on Tua right now. Yeah, look, I, he's been impressive so far in camp, but at the same time, like this is the time of year before we've really seen him a lot in pads and um i'm gonna do i'm gonna do this for my friend Bo, who might be listening he hasn't seen the real bullets fly yet 
he hasn't seen the real bullets fly yet. And I'm not quite sure what's going to happen when he actually gets out there and starts to get hit again. Yeah. I, I don't know. They, 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 tr- they, they've done some shuffling on the offensive line. They added some skill position players, you know, drafting Jalen Waddle early. They added Will Fuller, the, the fifth who, who they'll get here um, after he serves his, his little suspension. But I mean, this is a team who their number one cornerback right now wants a trade. Xavier Howard wants out of Miami. He wants out. Yeah. Nine and a half. I, I, I just want to stay away from it. Yeah, I just their 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 ground game wasn't great last year, too. I think the rushing DVOA was 23rd at minus 17 and a half percent. Um, I don't I don't I don't like them, man. I don't. Everyone's telling me to believe in the Dolphins this year, and it feels like they're at that critical junction that sometimes it's just not going to it's not going to work out. Yeah, I are the New York Jets going to work out? No. Their over under is set at six. That yeah, seems what? incredibly high. I think it all depends. On, like, what do we? What do you really know about Zach Wilson? I, I know he played at BYU. Mm-hmm. Go on. I I know that they they did just about everything that the Jets could do in an off season to try to set him up for success. They drafted Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss, who's getting rave reviews in camp. They got Elijah Vera Tucker, your guy from USC. I mean, those guys are going to be immediate starters. But you, so you're telling me that your best players are all rookies? Your your best, I mean, outside of um, Makai Becton, who's going to be, I think he's going to be all world um, playing tackle for them. But you're telling me like Elijah Vera Tucker, Zach Wilson, and Elijah Moore are all expected to do big things in their rookie season to the point where that offense is going to be I don't know. Where does that offense need to be in order to win six games? Well, let's here. Here. Here's the rub for them is that their early season does set them up for success. They open on the road against the Panthers, which the Panthers, we talked about them last week. Like I see the growth in the Panthers, but that's still an uneven team, especially in week one. Sam Darnold uh, revenge game. Hey, yeah. Why isn't this NBC? Why isn't this on Sunday night football? Why aren't you doing the reunion of the Jets and the Carolina Panthers? Huh? Um, But then they host the New England Patriots and host. How sweet could that be if they beat a very vulnerable Patriots team? Uh, They go on the road to play at Denver in September, which is not a good uh, prospect for anyone just on the bet, the basis that regardless of how good or bad Denver might be, it's hell to play in Denver early in the year. You're just not, your bodies just aren't adjusted to it. Um, and then back home for the Titans. And then you have a London game against the Falcons and then you're on a bye. I don't know that first half screams probably three and two to me. Well, I mean, we're a grin, Chris. We're talking about rookie quarterback, first year head coach, and Robert Sala, a, a defense that still needs a whole lot of work. They got Quinn and Williams, but I don't know who their number one cornerback is. I don't know who their number two cornerback is. Yeah, I'm staying away. I'm t- I'm t- uh, I want to take the under. I don't think they'll take be the very under? good. I think okay. they'll be picking at the top of the draft again. They'll they'll have a top five draft pick. Okay. It's again, it's harder to get to that under just because I'm going to be really curious to see how the season plays out. Just I think it's going to change our entire perception on win totals just because the 17th game. 
here's a pro tip and kind of more yeah. indicative of kind of the the talk that you'll have on our future podcast but like i would i would want to tease this and move the line to six and a half i would feel super comfortable at six and a half and taking the under yeah um, i feel like i'm going to fade the jets a lot in individual games but right now on the onset before we even had a real preseason i'm looking at this and by the way like we're not your usual we're not trying to be your touts here we're not trying to be like we're, we're we are telling you as just squares and idiots sitting here just how much i mean a little sharper than most squares but still like if you're hearing the fud in our voices it's because this these numbers deserve some fud they do they do speaking of fud or the lack thereof yeah well real quick before we do that you want to do uh the division winners oh sure yeah it's got well you said bills at minus 150, 150 right dolphins plus 310 patriots plus 350 jets i won't even read the line it's four digits do you have any interest in anyone besides the bills to win that division Thinky, no way yeah just because there's a plus in front of it just because it seems like it, there's good value on it doesn't mean it's got to still hit you got to at least trust that it'll hit in some in some dimension which we we don't here yeah no way Let's wrap up by talking about the AFC West. And I feel like we should start with the big dog, the Chiefs, who have the high. Is this the highest win total that we've done? Yes, it is. So the Bucks were at 12. We talked about last podcast. Chiefs Mm -hmm. are at 12 and a half. I feel like four. I like it. I like 13 and four. Yeah, I like 13 and four. But at the same time. Uh, I think math just tells you just like it is hard to go under four wins in the NFL. It seems like it's hard to get 13. So, I mean, if you I, I will say this, I'm looking at uh, FanDuel. I'm looking at Willie. Uh, yeah. FanDuel points bet William Hill all right now. You're in the plus betting on the over, whereas you have to. You have to uh, lay a little garnish if you're minus 140, minus 150, minus 120, if you're taking the under. So clearly right now, you you are not getting as much value if you're taking the under, which should tell you how the market at least leans right now. Not not saying what Vegas believes will happen, but where the market leans. NFC East, AFC North. Okay, I like what you're putting down. NFC East, AFC North, if they can take care of the NFC East, which doesn't seem like a a big obstacle to overcome the AFC West, as we're going to get into, don't think that's very strong either. And and if if they can go out, I I think if you want to look at their record and start piecing together wins, it just really boils down to how do you think that they're going to do against that AFC North because they play their first game of the season against the Browns, second game of the season against the Ravens. that's our litmus test. Like if they Mm -hmm. win those two games, I'm feeling really comfortable about over 12 and a half. If they split those games, I'm feeling a little nervous. I'm feeling a little nervous. Even past that too, chargers, Eagles, bills, Washington play the Titans at the end of the uh, end of October. And then they have the, the giants. The only downside is their buy doesn't come until the end of November. But other than that, like, yeah, I, I think their schedule set up for success. And if they just if they get if they don't have the same injuries to their offensive line as they did last year, it's very tempting to take that over. And I think I might. Yeah, it's hey, it's, we're not going to bet against our big, beautiful, our catch up loving Mahomes. 
No way. I'm not betting against that ketchup loving son at all. Um, Kermit sounding boy. I still think he's the illegitimate son of Ed Orgeron. <laughs> We're just going through every everyone with a well, I'm down, down. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love Patrick Mahomes. Broncos. I feel like yeah. I've talked a lot about the Broncos, and I feel like once we get into the season, we talk about the Broncos more because they're a really good bet to take at home early in the season just because opposing teams just aren't ready to play in Denver altitudes. However, they're also starting the, 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 the show on the road for two games to start this season. So you won't be able to take advantage of that until Jets in week three. And that trend on the Broncos only lasts until the end of December, uh, September. So that might be one of my favorites in, in season to look at, but their total right now is eight and a half for a team that still doesn't have a quarterback. Like, I know is it Drew, Drew Locke. Is it Teddy Bridgewater? Bridgewater apparently has not looked very good in camp. No, I mean, I don't I don't think that's shocking either. I know a lot of people love Teddy, but as someone has pointed out, myself included, a, Teddy Bridgewater is a bridge to a better quarterback. I don't think that bridge, though, goes to Drew Locke. But at least if you looked at Drew Locke's numbers, he's at least competent when it comes to play action. Now, it's pretty easy to be competent when you when it comes to play action in the NFL. But he he did. It was serviceable enough to keep the Broncos. I don't want to say afloat because they only had five wins last year. But 17 games, nine, nine wins, an easier schedule. Can they hit it, Ryan? It, it, it boils down to whether or not their defense is going to be as good as advertised. I, a lot of people are really high on their defense. I know the athletic just put out uh, an article ranking the top 32 defenses uh, going into the next NFL season. And they were a top, I think they were a top four team. Um, They might've been number two, if I wasn't mistaken, if their defense is going to be that good with the schedule that you just mentioned, maybe get to nine, but I'm not, I'm not betting on drew lock to win me nine games. There's no no way. I'm not either. I'm not, I'm I'm not dumb. I think that defense is, yeah, I, again, it's the Delta, right? We're going from five wins last year, add a game, give yourself a half. So five and a half, we'll say, is what they hit last year. You're expecting a Delta of, of three wins. With I don't no, I don't think they've with improved. No ta- with no tangible upgrade at quarterback, I, I, I don't think anybody's defense is worth that much in the NFL. No, not anymore, and especially not in that division. Yeah. Um, Chargers are the interesting one. This was a really plagued, injury riddled team on the Chargers, as it seems every year with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. But Justin Herbert took appreciable steps. Vegas has them set at nine and a half wins. Nine and a half seems like a pretty big total for a team that has a rookie head coach, right? You know, bringing Brandon Staley in from, from Los Angeles, uh, their defensive coordinator, to, to man things up. I don't know how I feel about this. I, I think that they are the odds on favorite to finish second in that division. I don't know if they'll push for a wild card, though. And I feel like if if I'm betting on them, they're, they're they got to get to 10 and seven. And, and you're in the range of being a wild card team with with that with that win total. I I just don't know if they're going to be there in year one of kind of a uh, 
you know, a, a rebuild on the fly with a with a new head coach. Yeah, they they do pull, you know, several games to start with AFC East teams. They're starting with the Cowboys and oh, actually, actually, I'm sorry, that's the Chiefs there. I mean, no, actually, they're starting with Washington Cow- Cowboys and then Chiefs. Um, their bye comes at the end of October. It's in a good spot. But yeah, man, I just here's the thing. Every year, I don't want to trust the Chargers because they just get so banged up and I don't know what it is. Every team in the NFL gets banged up to some degree, but you look at the Chargers and it's a walk and damn mash unit by the end of the year. I mean, their starting quarterback literally got stabbed in the lung. And some would say that's unfair, but at the same time, I just have to throw up my hands and like, there is some science to staying healthy. I, I look at like the NBA finals this year and like, look, the Phoenix Suns, they have miracle work workers on their on their medical staff. Where some other teams don't, and yeah. I think that's even more true in the NFL. Like you're, this is a meta. This is a and the Chargers. I'm sorry, their medical history is David Chow, who I know he's he's very popular because he's watching a lot of TV now. But the reason why he's still watching TV is no one wants to give this asshole a job. <laughs> oh, this has turned from betting analysis into <laughs> the smearing of David Chow, which I'm I'm not I'm not totally not here for. But uh, I, <laughs> no, he, I just that's, that's been a beef I've had. I'm sorry. I yeah, petty brain no. is back on here. <laughs> I like how that's carried over. But I yeah. you know what? I really like Rashawn Slater, though. I, I think that that offense could be very good, like Austin Eckler being healthy, Keenan Allen being healthy. But again, I'm coming back to being healthy, being healthy. These guys are, you know, um, players who have kind of struggled to be healthy. Um, and that's why the Chargers are kind of in the spot that they're in right now. But. That's one of those ones that I kind of want to stay away from. I, I could see them finishing 10 and 7, but they'd have to be they'd have to be healthy all the way throughout. And I don't know if I can bet on that. I can't either. I I just can't. And now here comes the hardest one. Are you ready for this, man? This is this might be our special of the year. The, the John Vegas, Gruden special. The John Gruden, the the turkey hole pineapple special. Uh John Gruden's <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders now. Las Vegas. Uh, seven wins is the total. Chris, you ready? I'm ready. Over. I want the over. What? Oh, I'm going the other way on this, man. <laughs> I'm not. You cannot trust me. Are you kidding me? Oh, okay. 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 The only <laughs> way you could pay me on the over, the only way you could convince me on the over is that it would have to hit on exactly eight wins because John Gruden's teams have never been able to do anything better than flame out higher than 500 so far. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Dude, there, last year it was like damn magic. They look like they had a decent record. And then how's the end of that season go? They somehow make their way back to, to, to around 500. Like they have a really tough schedule to start too. I don't know why I feel the over with this team, but I, I don't know. Some something about them. Something about them makes me think that they can finish third in this division. Like I could definitely mm-hmm. see them finishing with a better record than the Broncos. Um, because while I don't, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge Derek Carr guy, which I don't, I don't really understand how anybody can be. But I think the hate that Derek Carr receives is a little bit too loud. I no, mean, I agree there. Yeah. Yeah. I, they start Ravens, Steelers. 
uh, Dolphins, and then they move into you know Chargers, and they have the Bears too. So I don't know if I'm feeling spicy. I want to take the over, but I could I could see this breaking. I could see I could see this being a non bet and then finishing with seven wins. So here's the thing when it comes to the Raiders, right? Um, I it's not that I don't trust their off. It's not that I hate Derek Carr. It's not that I don't trust the Las Vegas, the Raiders offense. They're about average when it comes to being an offensive team. I think Derek Carr puts them in a place where I can say like above uh, slightly above average. But their defense is so bad, man. Like and they're they're digging around in, in the bottom in 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 the bins now to try to find whatever they can. I know KJ Wright just looked at them. J- they just signed uh, Gerald McCoy. Um, they this this was a defense last year. Football Outsiders had them twenty eighth in DVOA, and the year before that they were thirty first. Pretty bad. Hey, that's an improvement. Maybe it, they're heading in the right direction. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 they, they, they took Alex Leatherwood at the top of this draft. He was Ryan, overdrafted. He was overdrafted. He, he was overdrafted. But like, again, the problem I think for the Raiders wasn't in their offensive line. I think that actually helps Derek Carr. But again, like their best, like they, they took Trevon Morig, a safety out of TCU in the second round. You take Malcolm Koontz, a uh, linebacker from Buffalo after that. Like, and that's really the top of your that's the top of your draft right there. But neither of those things really move the needle for me. Their problems are re- on 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 defense. Like they don't stop the pass at all, and they're bad against the run. Yeah. Well, I, just, I don't know. They, they that scares me a lot, especially in this division where you have offensive weapon monsters lurking in every corner. Yeah, uh, look, talk me into the under. I kind of feel like the over still. I'd probably just stay away from this one altogether. Give me give me some of the odds for a division winner. Division winners, the Raiders are uh, plus twenty five hundred. Broncos okay. plus five fifty Chargers plus four hundred Chiefs with the biggest odds of any winner plus two fifty a mine. Excuse me. Minus two fifty. That that noise that you thought you heard was me running to the bank if they were at plus two fifty. Um, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're good. I I, uh, I I think probably worth it if you want to if you want to pay out on any division winner. I know we mentioned at the top like the Bucks having the next highest win total for an over under set at twelve. I would be mm-hmm. more inclined to spend my money to win some money with the Chiefs than I would be to spend some money and win some money with the Buccaneers in that NFC South. It feels like a sure bet. You just hope that Mahomes never gets hurt. Fingers crossed. Although he did get hurt, still came back, and they still won the division, though. Are the Chiefs going to go... Last question I have for you, Chris. Are the yeah. Chiefs going to go to three Super Bowls in a row? That would be very difficult, man. That'd be very, very difficult. But I'm looking at the rest of the AFC, and you tell me who's going to stop them. I, I, we, I don't think we named a team that could. The Ravens feel like they're close, but I don't trust the Ravens on that. Do you think I don't think the Bills are close? The nope. Bills seem more more likely to regression than they do to stepping up to challenging the Chiefs. Yeah, I 
I, I just don't see anybody ready to challenge the Chiefs. I, I think that there's some people out there being way too cute and saying that it might be Cleveland. Look, no. like, no, no, no. Cleveland's not even there, man. Like, look, th- there's a reason why the Patriots kept coming out of this conference. It's not a strong conference and it continues to not be that strong of a conference at the end of the day. Like, it's very top heavy. And right now, there is no top that can even get close to what the Kansas City Chiefs are doing. Oh, our large adult son, Patrick Mahomes. When will like, we if the stop Titans, showering I, I feel praise. like I feel like if the Titans upgraded from Ryan Tannehill to a much better quarterback, I would trust the Titans in that sense. But I think some of their issues now lie on defense where they need to improve. Yeah, they're really banking on Caleb Farley being healthy out of Virginia yeah. Tech. And so far he has been. But I mean, again, you're counting on a rookie corner. How'd that work out for the Detroit Lions last year? Yeah. Again, the only team I could possibly see stopping the Chiefs are the Bills. And even then, I, I think I'd take in in a you can't put quarterback against quarterback, but still like the Chiefs have more proven assets for me than the Bills do. Oh, this feels like a good place to to stretch our legs, Chris. We've previewed the entire NFL. All right, man. We previewed the entire NFL. We gave you some good tips on betting preseason. And I think we'll talk a little bit more about preseason and some player props next time. Oh, yeah. This is going to be good. I'm feeling I'm feeling real excited for the season. Randy, I'm feeling I'm feeling Randy. Is that the Uh, wrong word to use? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Well, by this time next week, we should uh, be right on the doorstep of preseason. Again, go back, listen to the first few minutes, listen to our advice. We'll give a little more advice on preseason as we get there. And then next week, player props. So until then, one leg at a time signs out very abruptly. Me, Ryan, at CRISPRFED on Twitter, at Ryan underscore POD on Twitter. We'll be back with the POD cast very soon. See you star side. Oh.